Jesus. Welcome to Spirituality, the podcast that deals through love, light, and laughter. I'm Brandon. And I'm India. Brandon and I have had such a divine journey back to one another. We started out, as all of us do, as kids with big dreams and lots of love to offer. But we quickly allowed the realities of this world to separate us from ourselves and one another. From acting together in our third grade showcase, where you were the literal big cheese, yes I was, (laughs) to traveling the globe, sharing our art, and working with children. As our paths took us on separate journeys, we have learned, aligned, and flowed right back to each other. And now we know we are vessels of love and light. Finally feeling free to love openly and pursue the deepest desires of our hearts without reservation. We want to share that message with the whole wide world. Mm -hmm. So after 25 years, let's get back to loving one another the way we did when we were kids. What do you say, bestie? I say let's do it. And whatever, just breathe. Hey, cheers. Oh, you know what? I left it in the kitchen, so we're gonna (laughs) act like mouse. Cheers. Bye. (laughs) Actually, what's funny is today I was like, I with my tea box, and I was like, I hope there's some in here. Oh man, I'm always like, don't forget. I I leave stuff on my Keurig all the time. Like I'll mm-hmm. set, and then next thing you know, three hours later, like, oh my gosh, I definitely <laughs> poured a cup of something of chai. And it's look, the tea is in the words. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so this episode is kind of like a continuation of last week's episode, um, where mm-hmm. last week we were talking about um, insecurity. And we're probably going to spend more time on insecurity just because it's so loaded and it really does have a huge impact on everything and everyone and every relationship, like relationship with money, relationship with your job, relationship with your family, your friends, spouse or significant other, yourself, like with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll spend more time on insecurity. And so this was kind of a a continuation of that and just some strategies of how to work through those insecurities. I'm gonna tell y'all right now, like I think Brent and I are both just very relaxed. <laughs> this, mm-hmm. will, this will be probably not as long of an episode and that's fine. It's a new moon tonight and we are about to, you know, like set our intentions and, and make sure yeah. we go into this new moon with um with the right attitude. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Planting seeds, planting seeds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let me jump in, let's jump into the light lesson then. Um, my intention with the light lesson was, well, like you said, I really wanted to create this awareness of what breathing is and, you know, in the midst of these, uh, insecure moments. Well, one thing that I realized over this week after we did the episode was like insecurities, it's not like a on and off switch, like at least in my experience, um, some of these, especially deeper ones, you know, they'll loop back around and kind of like come back to you as a test. You know what I mean? Like, how are you gonna respond this time? Like, you know, it's an orbit and the energy's orbiting around, they come in waves and you gotta learn not to feed them, you know, as they come back around. And then the less and less you you don't feed them, I'm sorry, the more and more you don't feed them, 
then then that's how they really disappear and they heal and you know that you're at a new place. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have um, this past week, I know I shared like this insecurity about, just a nervousness about how other women will receive me. First of all, it was like mm -hmm. people, you know, and then like you go down layers and at the bottom of it was like women, specifically other black women, my relationships with them, how will mm -hmm. they receive me? And I kind of throughout the week saw a little like, oh, this is where I would have reacted this way or I would have made this assumption or like, oh, it tried to get me this time. But no, I'm going to walk into every relationship, every interaction with the understanding that I'm going to be liked unless I give a reason to not be liked. And if I'm not liked, then that is their, you know, like that's on them and not on me. And it's not my job to be liked. Am I being kind? Am I acting out of love? Am I being like, you know, am I holding my integrity? So mm -hmm. with that, like, I was like, oh, somewhere insecurity. But when you've carried it for 33 years, it's not like one day I'm like, I woke up and I love myself fully. And I know that anyone else will love me too. And if they don't, then the problem is on them and not on me. You can say that, but like, yeah. it, so much of our experiences have dictated the way that we behave and the way that we act or don't act. So it's like natural is these like natural cycles. So maybe the insecurity is gone. But the behavior is still there because it's a yeah you know like we've created this habit of that behavior now is how i exist so i gotta go back it's a residue that. yeah, just, yeah. Like you, then you have to turn around and look at every way that you have behaved like everything okay well i usually would react like this but is that rooted in a trauma is that rooted in insecurity and if it is then if i don't have that insecurity anymore am i going to continue to behave that way am i going to continue to respond in that manner which yeah. really has eliminated a lot of my sarcasm like I am far less sarcastic <laughs> these days. It's like, I gotta get my humor for somewhere because I really do appreciate my humor, but I have noticed I'm far less sarcastic like without these insecurities because mm -hmm. I can just say it. Because I had this thing about just saying how I felt, just saying what I thought or saying what I wanted explicitly, I would always like pat it in sarcasm. Yeah. And now that I don't have that, I can just say the thing. That's been really interesting. Uh -huh. I felt that way too, you know, like anyone who has known me for a very long time knows like she can be sassy and that, you know, that biting tongue, that wit that that I've developed like, you know, over the years, it is a it is a residue of that defense of that all those times I've tried, had to protect myself. Um, but that I now when I'm wrapping back around to these things, these insecurities that are coming up. It's just like, oh, that was a that was a protection tool, and um, I don't need to do that anymore. Although it was fun, although it's funny and it makes right. people laugh and it, it gets the job done, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like I don't I don't need that anymore. Yeah, and um, then I'm like, I'm still gonna be human though. You know, like I still wanna, not even like I'm human. I make mistakes, but I still want. I don't wanna just be floating above <laughs> the fun all the time. So it's like I give myself permission. To still, you know, like, but then insert my jokes or insert my sarcasm in places where it's like very intentional and like everybody around me knows why, you know, it's part, everybody is in on the joke as opposed yeah. to me deflecting from my real feelings by making a joke out of it or deflecting from, or, you know, like trying like softening the blow or whatever. I'm not doing mm -hmm. but I can still, yeah. I still, I, I like my sense of humor, so I'm going to keep that. So that was like a right. conversation I had with myself this week too. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Um, so I started to, you know, I love to like look up like, what's the root of this word? Like, are, are there any clues there? And I just thought um, there was something about 
the uh, Latin root of breathe, which is uh, like spear, uh, which is sounds like the word spirit. Like it, it is very close. And so mm -hmm. I was like, there's gotta be the way, I mean, the breath is connected to the spirit. 100%. And so we'll get into all that. Yeah, right. So we're gonna get into that, how that's connected, but some other related words I thought was interesting with that root word spear, which means to breathe. Um, it reminds me of the word inspire. So when you inspire someone, you breathe life into them, you know, you breathe that, mm -hmm. that energy into them. When you inspire someone, uh, your skin breathes by perspiring. Again, spire, spur is in there. Um, it, it conspire, when you work together with someone, you're really breathing with them. Con, if you know Spanish, means with, but you're breathing with them and working together. It's this life force that is being passed on and shared. Yes, I love that. We definitely mm -hmm. are going to definitely get into that, what you said, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then life force is this is is this is an ancient idea. Um, you know, uh, this is in Indian philosophy. There they call breath prana. That means life force. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm living in Hawaii right now. Um, the Hawaiian philosophy of breath. Uh, their word is ha, which means life, and it's a it's an unvoiced sound like ha. Um, and also, if you um, practice any kind of meditations or you know anything about chakras, the throat throat chakra sound is hum. So there's this like ha sound that reminds me of like, you know, like laughter almost like ha 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 that we all do. And I was like, I was thinking like, what is, what is laughter? It's like, why is it good for the soul? It's because it has some kind of rapid breathing technique when you're laughing and you're connecting your diaphragm and laughing ha 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 ha. Um, it's, it, it kind of activates. We're gonna talk about in a second what it activates like nervous wise scientifically in your body. Um, but they also believe um, that you're pulling in, when you're breathing, you're inhaling positive energy and you're exhaling negative. You can think of that realistically as we're inhaling oxygen, exhaling carbon that goes into the, you know, oxygen, carbon, nitrogen cycle and things like that. So we're pulling mana, this spiritual en energy from the air that's all around us. We're breathing it in through our nose and then exhaling out. And it's kind of this cleansing, technique that we talked about with water as well, how water also cleanses and renews. It's the same for air, fresh air, um, pulling from the outer to feed the inner. Um, it's just really cool. I think our body is this like low key wind energy, solar energy, water energy, like mechanism, meat suit, time machine, whole <laughs> package here going on. It's just like, we're magical and like super humble about it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But that's because we have no idea just how magical we are. Like I think if we all knew, we would not be humble. Okay. Right, right. We would not. We would be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I want to talk about next what breathing actually does for your body. Okay, it um it regulates your circuitry. Okay, your nervous system. You have all of these nerves in your body who, that are passing along electrical currents of messages from your brain to other parts of your body, uh, giving and receiving. So you have this uh, two, two parts. You have a parasympathetic nervous system and a sympathetic nervous system. In the parasympathetic nervous system, you have this vagus nerve and it runs from the base of your skull all the way down through your spine. And this vagus, uh, this vagus nerve controls digestion it controls heart rate, it controls mood, 
Um, it connects to your gut, which um, is known as your second brain. There's a lot of, you know, you have a whole microbiome in there as well. That's considered your second brain. And, and it's connected to your diaphragm. It's activated from your diaphragm. There's that ha 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 laughing when you are laughing, your diaphragm is moving and it's good for your soul. You're getting some nourishment there. Um, it's because that diaphragm is being activated. I'm sorry, the diaphragm is activating that vagus nerve, which in turn um, helps you kind of pause for a second and you're able to reflect when you can breathe through whatever you're going through. Um, it's opposite of your flight or fight, uh, flight or fight survival mode, which is um, which is rest and digest. Okay, so when you get caught in this, if you're not breathing, if you don't practice breathing, if you're unaware of of, of your breath, um, you tend to develop a like hypervigilance, which you're when you're always on guard, you're always on the defense, easily triggered. Um, you're really connected to your insecurity, and so you're you know you're ready to defend, ready to fight in that sense. And um, we'll talk about some ways that we can recognize how that manifests, how that hypervigilance uh, manifests even physically, like, you know, a clenched jaw or uh, shoulders tensed or fist balled up or brow furrow, even all the way down to your tongue being relaxed in your mouth. If that is tight, your jaw is tight. Um, there's a lot of different cues that let us know like, oh, I'm holding on to some stuff here. And my actually my body is not relaxed, even though I'm supposed to be in a relaxed state because I'm not running from a tiger or something like right. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, we sit around. I've noticed, or something I'm, I try to be very conscious of, if I'm just watching TV or just sitting at my desk at work or whatever, and I'm, my jaw's clenched or my fists are balled up or um, like I can feel like tension in my throat and I'm like, release it. Like whatever it is, like mm -hmm. release it. And you're just seeing you know, it's like, put my hands out like this and then just like put them down i'm good mm -hmm. for that or like catching my tongue being tense and then just like letting it fall to the bottom of my mouth like i am not about to walk around carrying tension because we know yeah. how that manifests in our body like in our health in all of these different ways i don't have time right. humanity needs me i cannot be out here carrying <laughs> tension to the point where i'm falling out somewhere or you know like having some debilitating catastrophic yeah. health event happen can't do it mm -hmm. and then you know that tension when it, it so it manifests physically and then that energy is stuck and then what happens when that energy is stuck it develops into a bigger problems it develops mm -hmm. into health problems and it all you know it just keeps like snowballing and turns into something bigger it manifests in your relationships that yep. intensity um and everything it's um it's all connected Mm -hmm. um, which is my next point. The So that breath, it really connects our body to the spirit. Um, when you stop breathing, you lose consciousness, right? This is when you, I guess you technically die when you stop breathing. So it just seems like the opposite breathing is life. There's this life force that connects your spirit to your body. Um, I notice when I'm doing like a mindful meditation or like a guided meditation or not just um, practicing myself, uh, I notice my thoughts melt away when I'm inhaling through my nose, exhaling through my mouth. All of these thoughts that are racing through my mind, they oftentimes just melt away. It's like the brain can't even can't even work correctly, you know, unless unless you're not like breathing deeply, that belly breathing. 
Yeah. Do you have that experience? That is like 100% what I have realized, like as a light worker, this is something I can like own now. Um, since I was little, I would constantly like, this is something I thought everybody was like, this. honestly, I thought everybody in the world had this like extreme spiritual connection where you could like 100% know like your source, your creator, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Like for me as God is 100% communicating with me, you know, and like as a child, I'm like, Mm, like you're saying I should do this but like I have a feeling that I should be going this way and that's just mm -hmm. always been a constant for me and once I finally accepted like I'm not a super wise person okay like it is just most when I when I open my mouth and all of these things like this wisdom that is like far older than I am falls out it's not things that I know and I tell people that like this is not stuff that I had that I knew two minutes before I said it like this is just mm -hmm. a direct connection and it's coming out and I had to spend some time over the past few months um, delineating what was my thoughts versus what was like spirit. And mm. what I learned was that when I am not breathing, that's when I'm thinking. Because I, I can't speak for everybody else's mind, but my mind ain't worth anything. Like it is corrupted. It's, you know, it's like it's been full of propaganda and trauma and bias and you know just like experiences so mm. the mind ain't nothing so when i'm really trying like i'm i know i need to make a decision that like that is rooted in wisdom far surpassing anything that i could you know like ever articulate or that i could ever reach into a bag and pull out i always have to say i'm not breathing i'll say like i, I just realized i'm not breathing and i'll mm -hmm. just stop and I, since I slow myself down and when I'm breathing, yes, those thoughts melt away. Like I can tell, okay, those were thoughts because they're gone now. And then the knowing mm -hmm. that I have was like, is like from the source. Like <laughs> that is like, yeah. knowing just comes to me. It's not something that's like circulating in my brain. It's just a knowing that I did not have. And now I have, mm -hmm. I am breathing. I can trust that those are not thoughts. Those are, that's not my subconscious. Just like picking up everything from around me and then saying like, oh, this is the thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Like, it is a direct connection. At first, I'm like, okay, my thoughts are in the front of my brain, and then whatever is in the back, you know. <laughs> but it just came down to mm. breathing. When I am breathing, I I know that it is a direct connection. So yeah. even I think like watching this or listening to the podcast or watching, there are times where I will just slow myself down and breathe. And that's me, like, I need to, it's like a self-check to make sure that I'm not just talking based on my experiences or just talking based, you know, I want to be clear that this is not just me, you know, like, this isn't, yeah. I wish I were just, that's my, I don't read a lot of books, you know, I don't, and I was an English teacher, I'm a principal now, this is not coming from me reading things or watching YouTube videos, it's coming directly from the source, so I have to make mm -hmm. sure that I am breathing, so I am, you know, like, not corrupting the message with my own stuff. Mm, that's such a great point. You know, our consciousness is hijacked constantly, you know, by some people uh, believe there's a collective consciousness that we all can kind of mentally sense each other and that and pick up on each other's energy and vibes as we experience life together as a collective. And, you know, therefore we can have the ability to pick up other people's traumas other people's vibes uh whatever they're going through and it does kind of 
dilute or it, it can have the ability to kind of mold our own and you know other propaganda and mm -hmm. i don't know that's a whole other story but it is we can be affected that way and so what you're saying like breathing it does give you that moment just to pause and come back to into your life mm -hmm. and really feel your light and and all that other stuff kind of just automatically blocks out and falls away yeah um, for me particularly is just is very important that I breathe and it took me a long time to get to the point of breathing but it's very important mm -hmm. that I breathe because like I, I mean I really did based on my human design which we'll get into that one of these episodes but based on my human design based on my lived experience based on every chart that I've ever had read about me and based on what everyone knows once they experience me I am a person who is extremely conscious of the unconscious and not just like my own or any, you know, one other person's, but the collective, <laughs> like mm -hmm. the collective subconscious, like everybody's and it gets overwhelming. But then I also have to know when I'm speaking and I speak out of concern or when I speak out of whatever, it, I, I need to make sure that my words are not corrupted by my experiences or by my east side attitude you know like because it's something really, <laughs> not only do i really care about it but it's just been something that i have been like called to participate in this thing of this is the collective subconscious and this is or collective consciousness and mm -hmm. this is where it's headed if we wanted to go in another direction like you need to do this part and mm -hmm. i like i'm not responsible for the whole thing but you know like i do understand that's why we do this podcast because it yeah. is a, it is a very real responsibility that I feel when I see us going in this direction to say like hey these are the experiences that I've had over these short 33 years let me maybe like give you all some tools so we can start going in this other direction because we can't keep on having whatever's happening around the world continue to happen yeah yeah you know I find also that uh, whatever topic we pick, I get little glimpse of that in my week uh, as I'm just, you know, going through life. I'm just, it's almost like I get lined up with the experiences necessary to be able to talk back to people, talk to you about, um, open up about, um, learn from whatever lesson it is that I'm teaching in a light lesson. It's like, oh, it's actually something that I, like this week, for example, I'm just like, Ooh, there was a lot of breathing that I I learned to do like in real time as I'm actually not just talking about breathing, um, you know, as a thing to do, but actually doing it while I'm even just being physical. I mean, just walking, just walking mm -hmm. somewhere around the world, um, being present in my body and that breath that really does that and seeing what that experience is really like as opposed to just kind of unconsciously not breathing deeply and being disconnected and kind of getting sucked into this realm of, you know, chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I want to talk about some benefits of breathing, um, some things that it's, you know, it how breathing nourishes your body. Um, it improves your sleep. Um, it lowers your heart rate. Uh, it reduces anxiety and depression. Uh, there's gastrointestinal alleviation, and this is probably because that vagus nerve that's connected to your gut uh, when it's activated by breathing, so it's sending those signals down. All of those things 
are representations of this vagus nerve that gets activated with breathing. Um, and you're able to be present in your body. Um, your, you know, your alert system is turned off and you can rest and relax and your body can flow properly. All of those, whatever the energetic tear it is, that wound, that trauma, that pain that uh, you've experienced from your, what well, that's rooted in your insecurity, uh, it gives you a moment to kind of let that energy flow through. And sometimes, have you ever been breathing and being like, <laughs> like it's almost like a it doesn't come out smooth or it comes yeah, out like, a like and you can tell big sigh mm-hmm. there's something that you were holding in there for me that was the yeah. breathing like after I got a <laughs> good old whooping <laughs> like you know, like mm. cry and cry and cry and then you find like <sighs> but that also <laughs> like happened when I'm I'm just sitting around and really realize like I have not been breathing like I've been and of course you've been breathing like of course I've been breathing but it's been right. very shallow breaths and I know I'm in my head and if I'm just in my head and my breaths are shallow like that there's nothing good that can come from that I personally mm-hmm. am learning to release control and learning to not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. You know I mean? So if I, I know when I'm not breathing or my breaths are shallow and I'm in my head, I'm doing some trying to control the future and doing some worrying about tomorrow because otherwise, what am I even thinking about? When I'm breathing, it is a connection. It's like I am breathing up my concerns or whatever and breathe, breathing down that piece. And mm-hmm. like I just have to keep that connection here. There is no reason for me to be sitting here with these shallow breaths thinking about stuff now we always ask my mom like i I, like what what point is there to worry like what does worrying do for anyone when you're worrying about someone that doesn't help that person and all it does is deteriorate your health so if i'm sitting on the couch worrying about grades for my school worrying about attendance worrying about the basement flooding or whatever it is that doesn't actually Mm -hmm. resolve anything those things are still there so you know like do something about them or just let that go I got to get out of my head. And so for me, that is constantly pausing to breathe. Yeah. And, and that's really the fact that you're able to let it go. That has, that starts with an awareness and that I feel like that breathing is like a physical way to let that things. As I said before, you know, breathing in positive, exhaling out the negative, just letting that thing go, whatever it is and that's holding that has an energetic frequency that is a blockage with them when you're breathing through that it just kind of just helps filter it out and um and that's what that's really the why i wanted to talk about breathing just because it's it's like this pause that's lets awareness pour into this space and then from there you can make a different choice because you really can't make a different choice unless you're aware that there is another choice that can be made um that that's the main thing just awareness is like is what we're trying to expand by breathing yeah um interview that did you want to go on to oh well no you have some more i was going to say do you want to go on to integration station yeah yeah that sounds good yeah yeah um before you get into your piece yeah i mean i kind of just been talking about how i integrate it <clears throat> but when this when it comes to insecurity breathing is really important first of all breathing is just important period but when it comes to insecurity insecurity is like the one thing 
that I feel like is a self trigger that then that can then like compound and turn into all of these other things and end in like relationships ending. We whether again that's work relationship or romantic relationship or relationships with siblings or friends or whatever. When you do not identify that insecurity for what it is, breathe through it, get down to the root of it, it will inevitably end whatever relationship you have, including with yourself. Like, there are a lot of times people just cannot sit with themselves. You say this, like, no, like, look at her. She's just staying busy all the time because she can't stand herself. She can't sit with herself. It's because you have so much insecurity. So much insecurity and this insecure you just can't. Like you can no longer be in relationship with yourself because you know you don't even feel safe with yourself because that's what mm -hmm. insecure means. Like you don't the, there's a lack of safety, a lack of security there. So yeah. learning to breathe in those moments before I act out of like before I do this thing that is probably gonna breach some norm of this relationship, like some social contract, some some agreement of this relationship. Before I do that, let me breathe and see, is there something going on in me? And there probably is, because otherwise you wouldn't be so quick to breach your social contract that you have with whomever you're about to breach it with, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, that totally makes sense. Wow. Um, so... Okay, so when we, so let's try to think of some ways that we can integrate breathing and kind of, you know, I, lately I find that just even picturing kind of a mental like signpost that just says like breathe <laughs> like on it is enough or in those moments uh, where that come up and I'm just like, I, it just literally appears like that little sign. I almost kind of see it as a, um, what is the road runner and the coyote? You know, when he always runs into a sign or something mm -hmm. like that. It, it, for some reason, it looks like that and it just says breathe on it. And when I come up, when that comes up and I just stop and I'm like, oh, okay, let me check the body check and am I, how deeply am I breathing? And so that's what I want to kind of share today. Okay, so the purpose of breathing, you want to expand your awareness, awareness and consciousness is the field where things grow slash where things manifest, you know? And you have your awareness, your thoughts are your seeds, then you water your thoughts, they turn into your actions and your beliefs, and then your actions, they turn into your manifestations. That's how you build that. Um, so the first step is breath with the pause. Uh, you wanna check your body, as I said before, uh, body tensing, shoulders raised, jaws clenched, uh, furrowed brow, is your, is your tongue relaxed? Uh, these are, again, subtle manifestations, uh, physical manifestations of all the ways we might still be experiencing hypervigilance um, from our nerves being stuck in that sympathetic gear, that fight or flight mode, and we may not even realize it. Um, so some things to do when you're when you are able to just remember that you're breathing, that you need to start with breathing. Um, some other things that you can do as well are be curious, um, ask yourself questions, ask questions to whoever it is that this conflict is coming up with. It's a really hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to remember to initiate, but once you start to loop into that, you can, you can start to do it more and more with more ease. Um, again, it's not an on and off switch, like healing our wounds. It's not an on and off switch. It takes some time to loop back around and respond to it differently each time. Um, you know, if you get a, a cut on your arm or wherever, you know, it doesn't heal 
like night and day. It takes time. Your body builds layers and layers back over that wound. It just depends how, how deep the wound is. Um, so be curious. Um, if there is a problem, try not to blame. Stay away from blaming. Um, it's more than who's right and who's wrong. Uh, when you blame, when you blame, you you miss getting to the root of what the problem is. Um, something that's worked for me is clarifying. For example, asking a question is like, okay, when someone states something to you, you can ask them. So what I'm hearing is so and so. Is that correct? And just by asking and asking for clarification, there's uh, it limits you know misunderstanding. Um, Consider in what way you might have some responsibility in whatever you know uh, the insecurity is. You might have some responsibility there as well. Uh, and the more that you're able to kind of see what you can be accountable for, it again takes away that opportunity to blame someone else or to make you the victim. Um, let's see. So okay, so breathing. A little bit more about like what it can do. Like so breathing, when you breathe in your nose, there's a reason why you actually inhale 20% more oxygen um, because your lungs have more time to expand. So when you breathe through your nose and out through your mouth, you actually get are getting more oxygen, which is why that is a technique, a breathing technique to breathe in your nose throughout your mouth. Um, so I wanted to kind of just show one uh, breathing technique that I like to try. Um, so, I mean, if you're watching, you'll be able to see, but if you're just listening, uh, maybe just listen and hear, uh, you'll be able to hear. So first I'll start with my right hand over my heart. I'll put my stomach, I mean, I'll put my left hand um, on my stomach, right in the little crease of where my rib cage curls. If you hear, I'm kind of pushing on it. That's where my diaphragm is, it changes my voice. That's how you know it's in the right spot, okay? And then for uh, for five rounds, we'll just do a couple rounds, okay? We, you can close your eyes, you can keep them open, whatever you wanna do. Uh, this is like a parasympathetic system reset, okay? Your hand is on your heart, you have your second hand on, you know, your second brain, your gut, okay? You inhale for a count of three through your nose. One, two, three, hold for a count and exhale through your mouth for a count of four. One, two, three, four. We'll try that one, one more time. Breathing in through your nose, count of three. One, two, three. Hold at the top and exhale through your mouth. One, two, three, four. And you're supposed to do that for five rounds, but that is supposed to be a reset for your nervous system when you're in that frazzled state to bring yourself back to this point and, um, and let everything else melt away. And so you can work from a place of clarity. That's really what it's about, that awareness, that clarity. Yeah, no, just slowing yourself down. And there are a lot of like apps. We're not going to name them until they pay us to do so. <laughs> but there are a lot of apps and I used it before those even existed. I would just get on YouTube and just find guided meditations and do those. And there's ones like put you to sleep. There's ones to calm you. When I was a teacher before testing, like state testing, I would do one of them with the students because it just, 
it gets you back into, for me, it gets me back into myself. I can tell when I am outside of myself. And I'll say, like, I'm outside of myself right now. I got to breathe. So, like, breathing just recenters me. And I've watched it recenters my students. So we're going to breathe to get back inside ourselves because right now we are far outside of ourselves, like, in our heads. And, like, over there worrying about what that person is doing or, like, what they might be thinking about me. So let's breathe and get back into ourselves. So I love that. Yeah. I love that technique, though. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite one. Um, and like you said, it slows you down in that pause. So, so once you get the pause and you know what that pause is, then you can start to be able to ask yourself, like, what is it I'm afraid of right now? This is referring to insecurity. You can ask yourself, like, what's what's the root here? Is there anything that I'm afraid of? that's when you can start to ask yourself questions and be curious about yourself. But when you're outside of yourself and you don't know you're outside of yourself, there's no questions that you can really ask yourself because you're not in yourself, you're outside of yourself. Um, so that's why to me, breathing is really the first step to expand that awareness, expand that consciousness. Then your thoughts, your mindset is in a different frequency to make different choices, different behaviors, different actions, different patterns can be formed or released, and then you can manifest something new. Um, that's really all I have. As far as integrating, that's what I've been doing this whole week. I'm talking literally from um, disagreements with new people I meet or my husband or um, just even hiking, like literally like dying up a mountain. like breathing this air deep into my body and just letting it take care of me physically, spiritually, emotionally, and do its thing. It's just let it, you know, dust out all this, sweep out all this dust. That's what it really feels like. Yeah. And that makes me think of two things before we get into the next segment. One, how pollution is really hindering us. Like, you know, it is severing the connection between us and our divine whatever that is like our divine source this breath this air that we're supposed to be able to breathe in to inform us and it's not doing it's causing harm actually and then the other thing is like a lot of people we don't think about the power of air because it is mm -hmm. invisible um and just mm -hmm. like the strength of it and i so i run a study abroad school so i spent and you're a world traveler as well. So we spend a lot of time in the, in the sky or, you know, like for you, you spend a lot of time on the water as well. But for mm -hmm. both of those, for water and air, they're not really respected <laughs> as like forces. So I used yeah. to be like, you got this multi-ton death trap with me on it for hours at a time with hundreds of other people and their stuff, you know, and the food and the water and everything else. How are we not falling out the sky? And it's like, well, the sky's not emptiness. The sky is yeah. air. And like air mm -hmm. is a thing. And it's a very yeah. powerful thing. And so like those are the two things. Like this air actually sustains airplanes. Airplanes do not sustain themselves. You know, like mm -hmm. they're if these things are in the sky, like the air is sustaining them. So air also sustains us. And we're kind of screwing it with it right now. And what we're doing is in we're interfering with our own divine connection by engaging in such pollution and people wonder like why hippie dippies are always like you end up being these people with like solar powered stuff and driving hybrids and all this I'm like when did i even become this person like when did, I care, <laughs> when did i care about all of these things but it's because it's all so interconnected and i know like i understand that we need nature 
very much so mm -hmm. because we're all part of nature and we need clean air. I need clean air in order to do my job. My job is not to be a principal or to be an author or to be a speaker. My job is to be a light worker, to be someone who brings, who ushers in good. You know, like that is my job. Yeah. And I can't do that job if I'm breathing in crap. You know, like mm -hmm. if I'm that my breath is what connects me to this thing. So we really have to be mindful of what we're doing to the air that is connecting us to our divine source yeah this that life force mm -hmm. that life force that we're breathing in man that is such a great point and that's where we are in the world you know what i mean with global warming with pollution with everything that's happening it's 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 hard yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do that when you know, you can't see it, but it's been it's been corrupted. Yeah, it's been corrupted. Okay, so we'll move on to light work, which is one that I just came up with just now. <laughs> but Brandon, I told Brandon, like, oh, this book I've been working on for the for the last year, like, I finally found a title for it. Yes. Um, I think here, like, I'll just add updates for like light worky things that I've been doing throughout the week or that I did this week, and mm -hmm. when I really accepted that I have the power to shine my light at such intensity that no negativity, like no, there's not a shadow, there's not a darkness that could exist around me. And I need to step fully into that thing and just shine this light and sanitize all of the grossness around me. I went into this school week um, just with that mentality, I am the light, you know, I will be able, this is my building, or, you know, it's not my building. We share it, but this is my school. And mm -hmm. the same thing that I do in my home to make my home such a vibe or to have made myself such a vibe, I can also translate that into this building where these human lives are in here, whether it's my employees or the students. Um, they deserve it, too. We all deserve this. And if I have the power to bring it forth, let me do that. So I went into this week with that mentality we're back, you know, we're back in the building because COVID is still a thing, but, you know, we're a small school, so we're back in the building. Um, there's testing, state testing coming up. There is teenage hormones. You know, we have a lot of our students are dealing with home insecurity, food insecurity, like by no means. I mean, I'm fabulous and we're fabulous, but, you know, fabulous lives are not being lived by a lot mm -hmm. of our students. So um like but they're gonna feel fabulous when they're in there you know they're going to feel they're gonna get the same experience that suburban kids get and so i was like i'm going to smudge this building i know we're not supposed to have fire so i'm telling myself you know but it is what it is like i i lit that sage and i smudged all the hallways in the classrooms i like blasted gospel music that like really resonates with me I like, mm -hmm. and then like, and not even just gospel music, like, well, that Monday before anybody came in, like I'm playing my music and I'm, I'm smudging. And then like, I brought in my crystals. Like I, I have like crystals all over my house. Like why not have them there too? And so they're mm -hmm. in my office and it's like things I'm like, I'm not having kids doing it. This is something I'm going to do before they get here so I can make sure the energy is right. And then every single day when they, when they came in or even when, as a staff are coming in, music is playing and it's positive uplifting songs i'm finding songs and they're just coming to me these songs are coming to me that are positive like they're school appropriate and they mm -hmm. are they're like setting the mood for the day and i did this all week long and when i tell you 
Like, of course, we have little teenager things because teenagers will teenage. And that's not something like you. Who do you think you are if you think you can get teenagers to not teenage? <laughs> it was such a smooth week. And I remember um, at one point during the week, we were sitting in the hall. It was me and a couple of my staff members. And I said something about one of the people upstairs. Like, it was something petty. And and then he said, that's a 12-year-old pain that you need to heal. And I was like, I can't even be mad at that. You know, like, that is the that is the culture that I've set in this building where I'm constantly hearing adults talk to students about healing things. Or they'll even come, they'll say it to me, like, call me out, like, no, you need to heal that, India. And I'm like, wow, I just love this. But it really is, like, just letting my light do the work. I don't really have to do that much. I don't need to go, even... I'll go to class and we have an issue with phones. Like, phones are a thing for teenagers. And, like, the kids want to, you want to fight it. Like, you're, you're not going to fight it. And I'll just say, like, look, please don't kill my vibe because this building is a vibe. Your principal is a vibe right now. Like, please don't kill my vibe. It's even phone. And then you see the other students in the background, like, using their whiteboards. These, like, 15 year old boys, like, using their whiteboards to, like, send me positive messages because they see my vibe on the decrease. Uh. <laughs> we love you, Principal Johnson. Go, Aviators. It's like the coolest things I know that they know what's happening. Like, they know, like, hashtag protect our peace. Like, don't kill my vibe or your vibe or your teacher's vibes. Like, let's just do it needs to be done and we can enjoy life around here you know like nothing needs to be a fight and it has been working and so like that's just something like okay I've decided I have decided that that my school will be a beacon and it just mm -hmm. is what it is like if I'm a beacon this is my school I'm watching these baby beacons you know like just rise up and they're just like being positive and talking about healing and you know and, and then my my staff members are also doing this thing which shout out to my spanish teacher and social studies teacher who were awarded teacher of the year for the um city through teach indie today so i'm happy about that but again that's like really just has been all about us letting our light shine like i'm going to give myself permission to let my light shine and then also that gives everyone around me permission to do the same and so they're rising too and it's just amazing to see that i will tell y'all since i decided to let this light shine i have been i've received two um inquiries this week about paid speaking engagements you know what i mean like this is it is a wow. real thing like it, it is a real thing treat people well and clear all of that stuff out and just and, and really just decide that you are going to be whatever it was, like whatever your purpose is, whatever you're, that you're being tugged at, just like dive into that thing and everything else will take care of itself. So it's been a really good week. And I mean, even when it comes to other relationships, multiple relationships outside of work, where this week I was like, this is my, I have decided that I am going to shine my light on these and I'm going to love these people unconditionally. And I am going to, Make sure that I set a tone of positivity because I am the divine spark in all of my relationships. And even since doing that, everything everything is just like great. You know, when people say that, mm -hmm. usually people are lying when they say that. But it's like, you know, it really is. Things are really, really good because I am okay talking about my insecurities. I am okay having these hard conversations. I am okay like identifying some things in myself that aren't right, bringing them to the surface, 
And then, and now that that insecurity is not there, when my staff member said, like, Andy, you need to heal that. That's 12 years old. I wasn't offended. You know, like, there wasn't anything that came up where I'm like, you don't know me. You know, like, I was just like, you're right. And yeah. with absence of insecurity, I'm able to do that and, and receive that so then I can be better. I can go and better myself because I received this feedback from this 22-year-old young man. <laughs> You go and heal that thing. Yes, you are right. Yeah. Look, it's just like, go ahead. I love that. I love that section. I love the spelling work, W E R K. Um, You know, when you were smudging the halls, I was just thinking, okay, what is actually maybe people don't who don't know smudging is, but you're clearing this smoke of the of these leaves. Um, you're actually clearing the energy in the room. Like everything has an energy and releases an energy and energy can stay stagnant or it can flow. And what the what smudging does is it fills a, a room full of smoke. Like you mean it dissipates and you can't see, but basically it takes out the, the, uh, the negative energy in this whole energy field of you would call a school or a house or your room or whatever it may be. It clears that energy out. So I just wanted to say that because I think that's a really important thing, connecting it back to what we were talking about with just our environment of air, just even pollution in the air. Um, it even can clear some of those things out, pollutants, energetic yeah. pollutants, physical ones. And I have, yeah, so I use white sage. This one is falling apart, but I have some more. So white sage also, like Palo Santo. Um, mm -hmm. But I will, in a heartbeat, I don't care. Like I don't want in a mm -hmm. heartbeat because it actually works. Like this white sage it it really does clear the negative energy you don't want it then you want to make sure you call back the positive and you have mm -hmm. a window open so it so and, and people think like, it's like witchcraft or something like no this is science you know like it'll it all comes yeah. down to we everything is vibrations everything mm -hmm. period yeah. is a vibe is vibrations so getting that out there have been times where i have my my cousin was actually joking my cousin in kentucky She's, I was like, girl, I need to send you some sage so you can smudge your house. And she's like, I have some. And every, I was chasing this girl around my house with this sage. She's like, she's like I know you the devil because you're running from the <laughs> sage. Like, like, she got the devil in her, and she got the devil in her. <laughs> this is so funny, but there have been multiple times I'm like, no, this energy, like somebody here got some stank energy or I'll smudge. And then next thing you know, like, um, Oh, Wendy, like, I'm gonna hit you up later. And whoever it is that bad energy ends up leaving. And it's like, yeah, like, I knew it. I, I knew it. You're gonna exit with that and maybe come back tomorrow when your energy is clear. Yeah. You know, when it's better. Wow. But, like, yeah. my house, people can, people feel it. Being inside my house, people feel like, man, it just feels so, like, it just feels light in here. It feels, and it's, you know, it's an open concept, but also it's because I make sure. I don't even entertain negativity up in this thing. The music that I play in here, like the conversations mm -hmm. that I have, any of that, like I just don't. And I regularly and routinely smudge this thing down and mm -hmm. keep my crystals around, you know what I mean? And just like to, to keep this clear. You have to yeah. be conscious about the environment that you're keeping, the life that you're living. If you mm -hmm. say that you want to let your light shine, if you say you want to rid yourself of this negativity, then you can't invite it in through these other mechanisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystals and smudge, let me tell you. 
Um, I even I even like hold a crystal, a very small one, while we do the podcast. I always hold it's a rose quartz. It's just something that reminds me to lead from my heart, speak from my heart, no matter if I stumble over the words or you know what I mean. Uh, something even doesn't flow as long as it's from the heart and that intention is there, um, then I'm on the right track. That's basically what I use it for. We are on the right track. I don't want to like close this thing out um, without <laughs> asking if you're okay with it, but like that was the end oh, yeah. for you. Um, mm -hmm. Same, same. Well, I mean, we actually went longer than I thought we would. I'm like, I'm just so, I don't like, for we don't force it, y'all. We do not yeah. force this thing. We really do just like flow with it. I'm so grateful for that. But I think this yeah, was a too. very necessary episode and hopefully people can like go back through and just think about that three breathing and the importance of this oxygen that we're breathing in and taking care of our mm -hmm. world. And we'll just, we'll get into all of everything else some more. I think we should even incorporate some breathing techniques throughout. Um, yeah. Before. Like that would be really helpful. And this is it's a new moon tonight, so I hope everybody is setting their intentions for this cycle. You know, like it is, if the moon can control the waves of the sea, the moon can also control your 75% water body having behind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is not, <laughs> yeah, like, let me continue to emphasize that, you know, like this is legitimate. I don't know if you've ever been to an ocean, but to see like, the tides and knowing that the moon has a gravitational pull, it also has that in us as well. If yeah. the moon didn't matter, it wouldn't exist. Okay, because yeah. everything that exists has purpose. So if the moon was just a rock in the sky, it wouldn't just stay this long. So we, you know, give the moon the respect that it deserves. I was yeah. born on a full moon. Um, oh, so like okay. I, I, and I, I didn't even know that about myself until very recently, but I've always been very intrigued by the moon and, and like moved by the moon, but I didn't know that I was a full moon baby um, mm. until very recently. I'm like, oh. That makes a lot of what sense. An, what an omen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I think I was like a waxing moon, waning or waxing moon. This was a crescent when I was mm. born on one of those days. <laughs> Full Love it. moon. And, you know, yeah. I came out with all that energy. Uh-huh. So it isn't like, like India say, it's a new moon. You're energetically supported at this time to, you know, stop breathe expand you're energetically supported whatever you want it's yours like the the planetary celestial bodies the universe is at your service you're literally being supported right now yes well yeah and all of the universe is conspiring in your favor baby love so mm -hmm. we're going to close it out this is a shorter one not too short um go ahead and if you're watching this on the night of the moon, new moon um set your intentions if you're watching this later now you know like look up the next time there's a new moon and you know what to do mm -hmm. and we love you maybe all. we can even Go we ahead. can even set a little a little homework assignment maybe you can even comment what is something that uh what's an intention of yours that you would like to set at this time um so feel Ooh. free to you know yeah yeah i love it. that I'm back with it. Mm -hmm. so yeah comment your um intention for the new moon for this cycle make sure every i do it every month you know or every new yeah. moon or i try mm -hmm. to remember to do it 
I'll tell you what, yeah. it's been working. Like I tell people, like, I promise it works. You know, like the moment yeah. my life starts sucking, I will let you know. I don't hold, I don't hide things. So the, the, mm -hmm. if if my life all, all of a sudden takes a turn for the worse, I will let y'all know too. <laughs> but <laughs> these things have definitely been working for me. It's just my job to share. <laughs> love it. Okay. All right, everybody. I we love you. So I'll speak for me. I love yeah. you love all. You. I love you, Brandon. And we will love be back you, India. Next week. Peace. Bye.